we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Flipside Podcast. We are back with our Cover 3 show, Week 13. Uh, coming down the stretch, we are not quite to the point where teams have nothing to play for or everything to play for. Uh, that'll, that'll come in the next couple weeks where t- we have to, we have to um, account for teams that might be tanking for a draft pick or whatever. But uh, the way things are right now with the extra draft pick, or with the not the extra draft pick. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be that'd be cool. As a Lions fan, that'd be cool to have an extra draft pick. But um, with an extra playoff spot in each conference, uh, it seems that the league's a little more wide open. There's a lot more teams that are in the hunt still. Uh, so we're not seeing the normal um, teams kind of taking their foot off the gas for a draft pick or taking their foot off the gas because they already clinched home field, which we would normally see in the next couple weeks. But I think. I think that we're not going to have a very clear picture until week 15, week 16 as to what teams can do with their future or if they can play for their immediate um, success. So, like I said, we had a, a little bit of a, a scheduling conflict to where we couldn't line up to do our back and forth that we usually do that you guys have responded well to, but we're going to try it this way this week. Uh, we'll get we'll get back to the normal normal format this week, but um, or next week. But we've got I'm gonna kick it over to Tyler for, and he's gonna do all three of his picks, and then I will follow it with all three of mine. Right after that, um, we are 42 and 29 on the season. That makes money. So continue to support, share, like. Let's all make money. Let's let's put a dent in these sports books if we can. So without further ado, I give you Tyler Hayward, the host of the, the Trouble with the Snap podcast. Um, again, he uh, took some time out of his busy Big Ten schedule. It's probably, probably, I'm not, I'm not into the Big Ten um, conversation really, but um, I can imagine that this is probably his most busy time as a host especially being a Michigan State guy. Uh, they're in the middle of their football season coming to an end, and then Michigan State basketball is playing also. So those are two things that um, Spartan fans really care about. So, yeah, it was it was difficult to put our schedule together. But like I said, without further ado, here is Tyler Hayward. All right, so for my first game, I got Vegas minus eight against the Jets. I feel like last week was a fluke. I think that's a situation where the Raiders are going to be able to bounce back, even without Josh Jacobs. Devontae Booker still a good running back. Um, Derek Carr has played really well this season. Obviously, he had a letdown game last week. The Jets are not a good football team. Um, I think they're going. I think the Raiders are going to look to air it out a little bit more. 
Uh, even though Booker is a good back, I think they're looking to throw the ball a little bit more to get Carr back into his rhythm that uh, you know led him to this point in the season. I think uh, the Raiders are going to take this one minus eight against the New York Jets. Um, the second game I'm going to pick, I like Cleveland plus six versus Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this football game. Tennessee's a better team. They have more weapons. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis on the outside are huge. Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, obviously. He had a letdown himself a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think six is a very, very big number for teams that ride workhorse running backs. Cleveland runs the ball more than anybody between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, we see this every year with the Titans is they throw the ball early. They have the weapons to throw the ball. Um, people don't, I, I still think people don't realize that in full in regards to how good Brown and Davis and Tannehill are. As a quarterback, two wide out a trio, they might be one of the best. They're definitely one of the better ones in football. I think that, uh, I just think that six is a big spread for two teams that like to run it because Tennessee does not give Derrick Henry his full workload until they get ready for that playoff push. I just think the number is a little bit high, and that's why I like Cleveland. You know, both teams are going to look to run it. Um, Cleveland's, you know, uh, Cleveland's got an okay defense. Um, Tennessee's not the greatest in that regard. Um, there's going to be a lot of clock management, and I think that that I think uh, anything beyond a two-score game is definitely out of the question. I think that this is a team that, or this is a game where you know it, it's it could come down to a field goal. This is classic football, and uh, you know that's why I think. Six is going to be too high of a number to reach. For my third game, I like the Saints minus two and a half against Atlanta. I know Atlanta's kind of turned a corner as of late, and I know the Saints are still playing without Drew Brees, but in between the 20s, uh, Taysom Hill's proven to be a very good quarterback. When they get inside that 20-yard line, that's when you start to see things change. That's when you start to see Taysom Hill uh, use his legs a little bit more. And it's just an extra element, ultimately, is what uh, it is. And, you know, there were a lot of talks about, you know, Drew Brees taking the ball and running the offense. And then Taysom Hill working, uh, you know, in the red zone or within the 10s or what have you, just to add that extra element and... Look, we're starting to see how effective it can be. Um, I think we're still going to see it that effective. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas is coming along. Atlanta doesn't have the corners to slow him down. Um, obviously, Alvin Kamara is on a, another planet this year in regards to how well he is playing. I think the Saints take this one. Um, it's at two and a half. I've seen three and a half. I would take this game either way. I've I would take the Saints either way in this game. And uh, look, I just feel like this is a game that you know, if Atlanta wins, it could really throw some uh, wrenches into the Saints' postseason plans as they're still competing for that bye. Um, so the Saints know that they need to come out and play. They're just a better team than Atlanta, and that's why I like New Orleans in that one. 
All right, there you have it. Tyler gave you his three picks. He's been on quite a tear lately. Uh, he likes the Raiders, the Browns, and the Saints. Uh, going back to the well with the Raiders. Some injury concerns, but um, I, I like that Saints pick. I know that I know that picking against Atlanta's a little scary, but with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas both shaking their injury des- designation this week, that means that they are clear to play. Uh, really, really favorable for that matchup. My first game, um, I'm going to do it in normal order, 3-2-1. My last one that I pick will be my lock, my most confident. But uh, my first game, I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts minus three against the Houston Texans. Uh, earlier this year, I doubted I doubted Indianapolis. You know, I do a lot of research, and I saw Houston – or not Houston, Indianapolis' defense was really standing out on paper uh, statistically, but – with their their strength of schedule um, made me take some caution because they were they were not playing a tough schedule. But the impressive thing is that this team has um, they've they've exceeded expectations and they seem to play better against better offenses. So um, the Texans that line might be influenced a little bit by. Vegas seeing them perform well on Thanksgiving against Detroit, but it is Detroit, and every offense seems to succeed against them. Um, but Houston, uh, Houston does a really good job. When you have three or four weapons, they do a good job of taking taking most of that productivity off the table. So when you run into a team that literally has one and it's the quarterback, um, I, I I just like I, I I like the Colts' odds here. Um, I like their passing attack. Their their secondary is weak. They really, they really revolve around Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. So uh, the Colts, much more balance, much more depth, better run game. And Phillip Rivers has been playing great. I know he's had some injury concerns coming into this week, but that, that doesn't change my opinion, whether he's 100% or if he goes or if he's game time or whatever. I, I still like the Colts, even if it is Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Uh, my second game this week, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that game is even. It's a pick 'em. They're at San Francisco, but beware, they're not really at San Francisco because, as you know, Santa Clara County, where the 49ers normally play, where their stadium, their practice facility, all that is, has a no contact sports law, a rule in effect due to COVID 19. So they're playing in Arizona. So I, I don't, I'm not a big believer in home field. I mean, I know the numbers point to the fact that it, it does affect you, but or it does help. But the lack of fans and, I mean, these guys are professionals. They just go play football, and it is what it is. I don't. I think they'd play with nobody even watching TV, and I think you'd get pretty much the same result. I really like the San Francisco 49ers team. I like them so much that as soon as those lines come out next year for uh, NFC champion, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them because – uh, the way Shanahan has coached this team with with the injuries uh, has been impressive. But moving to a new home for the foreseeable future, maybe the rest of the season, and then you mix that with a Buffalo Bills team that is get, – they're getting a little overshadowed. They've In their division, you know, since, since 2002, they've – the headline has been about how good the Patriots are 
and then this year it's how bad the Patriots are, or it's Miami and Tua, which deserves credit, but Buffalo is quietly making a lot of noise, and they're a really, really good football team. So if you're if you're making it an even game, I just got to pick the winner. I'm taking Buffalo on this one. Um, and then my lock of the week, I went back and forth on this. I know I shouldn't say that for a lock. I should be confident, but I, I, I mold Baltimore, and uh, ultimately having um, the the weird week with the the COVID postponements and the rescheduling and all that, I'm, I'm leaving them alone. Uh, I'm sticking with my original pick. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks minus 11, 11 and a half, 10 and a half. Depends on where you look. This, this line's kind of all over the place, but they're at home. They're playing the Giants. Now, if if you look at a if, if you're looking at a playoff tree or playoff bracket or a you know one of those graphics where it says if the playoff started right now, uh, yeah, the, you think the Giants are a playoff team. But if you if you follow football at all, the NFC East is not a playoff division. And the Seattle Seahawks are a contender because Russell Wilson has dragged that team with a historically bad defense uh, to the point they're at right now at eight to eight and three, and um, you know the the addition of Carlos Dunlap on the Seattle front gave them what they were been missing, and that's a pass rusher. And their defense has looked really good the last two two weeks. Uh, not to mention. The Giants are playing without Daniel Jones. Uh, Colt McCoy will be taking the snaps this week. Um, so when it comes down to it, I, I, I like Seattle to cover the spread. I like them to get after him. And I like Russ to be able to do whatever he wants against that uh, secondary for the Giants. Um, so those are my picks. I've got the Colts, minus three. Buffalo, pick them. Seattle, 11.5 favorites at home. Tyler had, to recap, Tyler had the Raiders, minus 9. Cleveland, plus 6. And the Saints, minus 2.5 or 3, depending on where you're looking. Again, those are our picks. We've been highly, highly successful, so I suggest you tail them, follow them, uh, keep listening, keep, keep sharing, keep doing your thing. Uh, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. And uh, let's try and make, make as much as we can before this season ends. Thank you for listening, as always, to the Flipside Podcast.